All right. Is this on? There we go. I'm just not tall enough. Uh, well, good morning. I am Erin Knight, Director of Children and Family Ministries. Pastor Joe is on vacation this morning, so I'm going to do the announcements. And while I am still learning the ropes after just over a month here, I think I have it all figured out, so bear with me. Uh, first, prayer concerns. If anyone has any prayer concerns, please raise your hand, and we will bring you a card to write those on, and I can read those later, and we'll remember your prayer considerations. Anyone? Okay, we have one in the back, please. Great. Well, thank you. Uh, we'd break our service down into the five practices of fruitful congregations. If you're a visitor here, you may not have heard those before, but if you're a member, you'll know that Joe is adopting these as a way to um, sort of organize our, our worship and everything we do here um, so that we can have goals and, and achieve them. The first is radical hospitality. And under that, we have um, an exploring memorial class, August 14th at 10 o'clock in the social hall, which is right across uh, the walkway outside this building. And um, that's for new members and visitors who would like to learn about being um, at memorial. Um, also under Radical Hospitality, annual Lake Day is today. And I'm pleased to see that while the chance of rain was 100% last night, it's down to 60 now. So if it keeps going that direction, we should be fine. Uh, our plan is to have it um, at Lake Robinson at 5 o'clock tonight. Um, stick with that plan. If rain is torrential, um, I will send an email out around 4 o'clock. If I don't have your information, feel free to grab me. I can text you, make sure you get the final word. But we're going to push to go ahead and have it at Lake Robinson. If the weather is just terrible, we will move it to here in the, in the um, gym and we'll, we'll carry on. So hope for the best there. It should be a great time. Um, bring a dessert, um, a churn of ice cream, something that um, you can share, and it will be a good chance to socialize. Um, our next category is passionate worship. Um, on that line, the books are here that will be our next sermon series. They're called Fear of the Other, and they're by Bishop Will Williman. He will actually be here himself at the end of the book series, so that's an exciting opportunity to hear from the man himself. He's quite renowned for his writing and preaching. Um, so they're at the back. They are $7 each. If you want to pay later, that's perfectly fine. Um, just circle your name in the paid column if you take a book, um, or check paid if you, if you leave cash back there. Um, intentional faith development is our next um, practice. Under that, um, the Children's Fall programming schedule um, is on a bulletin board right outside. You can pick up the schedule for Sunday morning, Sunday night, um, and if you want to volunteer and haven't yet filled out our volunteer survey, those are out there as well. You'll also notice there are sheep on the bulletin board and it says join our flock. If your child did not get to draw a sheep and wants to, there are crayons and push bins so they can add their sheep to the fold over there. Um, other thing I wanted to make sure you knew about was children's ministry volunteer training. Everything children's ministry is kicking off on August 21st. The evening programming, the new rotation Sunday school model, and at 11 o'clock that day, we will meet upstairs in the straight room, which is this middle one you see the windows of right here, and I will give you an orientation and training for um, the new, new things we're doing for the kids. Um, it's quite important that we have you there so you can learn, but if you can't make it, I'll take your name and, and get back to you and train you individually. So again, that's August 21st at 11 o'clock. There will be child care for older kids to play in the gym here and nursery for younger ones. That concludes our announcements. If I could have the prayer card, I will um, share our prayer request. 
Thank you. So we have um, Steve battling terminal cancer. Please remember him in your prayers, and we will pray for him in just a moment. Bob Schmidt, father of Taryn Jones, who had a massive stroke last Saturday in Raleigh, and pray for Charles Burnett. So I hope you'll all remember them in your prayers. And um, I will now let the praise band kick it off for us. Please stand and sing with us. opportunity to come together and worship you. We pray that you would open our hearts and our minds today so that we can receive your message and focus on your word. In Jesus' name, amen.
stretches to the sky
It's not time for uh, our prayer concerns. Uh, in case you're wondering who I am, I am uh, Fred Parker. I normally go to the traditional service, Debbie and I, my wife, and we sing in the uh, choir, so that's why we're probably never over here, except when we have a joint service. Um, I, before uh, joining um, Memorial, uh, I was a local Methodist pastor for eight years in small churches around the area, and uh, so I love to still preach. I don't like to get up and, every, and do it every Sunday, and that's why I retired and I wanted to sing. So here I am, and it's just great, great to be here. Um, before I, we go to the Lord in prayer, I know some cards came in, but is there anyone else who, if you would like to lift up on your hearts and minds, if you would just raise your hand, uh, and we will lift those individuals up, the Lord will see those hands and be remembered uh, in our prayers. Let us pray. Father God, we come to you this uh, beautiful Sunday morning, this day of worship. Uh, we come to this quiet place, this sanctuary of hope and love and fellowship. And we just thank you so much for all that you have given us and all that you do for us. And Father, we, uh, in times of trouble, we lift up our country uh, in prayer. We lift this entire world up as it is torn apart by uh, war and the innocent children and women who suffer through all the unnecessary conflicts. We just ask that uh, you will return and bring peace to this world. And like the song said this morning, uh, we come here to lift our voices in worship. Uh, you, our King, Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. And we pray that during this service we will find strength to give us uh, hope to conquer or, or deal with the trials of life. And Father, we lift up in prayer this morning those individuals whose hands have been raised. And we also lift up Charles Burnett. And Steve is battling a terminal cancer. We lift him up and pray that he will find peace in you, O Lord. Bob Smith, father of Taryn Jones, who had a massive stroke last Saturday in Raleigh. We lift him up and we lift all individuals up in our midst and congregation that are suffering so much with either cancer or maybe suffering uh, uh, a drug addiction or alcohol and a family member and just do not know what to do. We ask that these individuals be given the hope in Jesus Christ. Open our hearts during this service. Let us put away all our thoughts of a busy day and busy week. 
uh, and what we have to do to come and let us focus on song and scripture and the word of God as we uh, worship you this morning. We ask all these things in your son's name who taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Amen. I think it's now time for the sermon, right? Do we have the, the text up there? It, if you don't, it's okay. I know y'all don't have a Bible. I'll be preaching today from 2 Corinthians um, chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. Hear the word of the Lord. For we do not proclaim ourselves, we proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your, your, your slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in clay jars, so that we may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our bodies. For while we live, we are always being given up to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be made visible in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Y'all bear with me while I adjust the height a little bit to fit my bifocals. Um, I use sermon notes. I'm not going to read it. So I like to have notes so I don't have to stray from my message. Because we know from the political season, if you stray from your message, you get in trouble sometimes. So that's why I've got uh, some notes here today. We read the text this morning, and what I'm going to be preaching on this morning is the hope in Christ. And you can see the sermon title is, What Do You Have in Your Jar? Uh, Paul just, in, in the scripture I just read, 
Paul talked about. We all have a treasure in our jar. But before I get to that, have you ever thought about how sin got into this world? Why is so much bad things and so much sinning in this world today? Why can't it be just perfect as God originally intended? Is there any hope, we may ask, that all of this will be, uh, we will be saved from all of the destruction and wars going on today? And I pray that you just pick up one thing from this message today. Uh, no one is, can take away everything that is said, but I just pray that you take one thing home with you so your life can be made easier or someone's life you touches will be made easier where sin where sin started depends on who you ask in the very pre uh, jesus days or the days that we know in our bible uh, the Greeks always uh, tried to explain everything. And they had bad things happening in their world. Bad things are just not in our world in our lifetime. They've always been going on uh, since the beginning of time. So the Greeks tried to explain through their myths. Greek mythology that we studied in school. And I know you've always... You, you, you're familiar with a lot of them. But the Greeks said that Pandora was responsible for letting sin into the world. You know the story, or maybe you don't, and I'll, I'll bring it to you in a synopsis fashion. Pandora was the first woman on earth, according to the Greeks. And she was possessed with a lot of special gifts. Um, and she was sent down to earth by Zeus with this box or jar. Uh, we always known it as Pandora's box, but the word got misinterpreted. It was originally Pandora's jar. But she was commanded by Zeus. When you get down to earth, and when you find a husband, whatever you do, do not open the lid of that jar. Just don't open it. I'm not going to tell you why, but just not, do not open the lid of the jar. So you can imagine what happened. Her curiosity got the best of her. And one day, when she was feeling down and alone, she opened the lid of her jar. And before she realized that all the sin and illness and hardships and all the bad things entered into the world. And that is the Greek's explanation of how bad things and how sin got into this world. The bitterness, murder, pride, adultery, envy, you name it, 
We know, and I, you know, one time someone asked me or I read somewhere, what is sin? What is the definition of sin? Anybody got any clues? Anybody got a good answer? What, do you, what, what is sin? Is it a list of things that we aren't supposed to do? You know, here's a book. You don't do this, 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 and this. Well, I read and I heard that sin is anything that you do that is that displeases God. So if you have any doubt what action you're taking, whether it's a sin or not, the question is, does it please God? And if it doesn't, then chances are it is a sin. Pandora, after she opened her lid, all these things kept flying out into the world and she realized that it was happening and she immediately shut the lid to keep more bad things from entering the world. The Greek myth is explained that Zeus did this, let this happen to Pandora for uh, punishment so to speak, for the disobedience of his people to their gods. But let's not be too hard on Pandora. How many of you would not do the same? Imagine walking into a room by yourself, and there on a table, a coffee table, is this little box. And on the top of this little box, it says, do not open. Doesn't tell you why, what's in the box. Do not open. If you were in that room alone, what would you do? Would you open that, just peek at it? Uh, it'd be mighty tempting, wouldn't it? Uh, because I think we, as, we, as human beings, naturally are tempted. We are curious. And sometimes that was, gets into trouble, gets us into trouble with God, we're just, oh, this one time will not hurt. Uh, no one will know. Okay, that's the Greek version of how sin entered into the world. How about how we, you and I, explain it today, how the sin has entered into the world? Well, it's not a myth, but it's the one recorded in our own Bible. It is the story of Adam and Eve. We all know it. Our children, we learned it in uh, Sunday school. But Eve, like Pandora, was also the first woman in the world. And she placed her, God placed Eve and her husband in a garden of Eden. Everything was perfect. But God said, you can stay here and everything will be perfect, but do not eat the fruit of that one tree right there. Do not do it. Well, we know what happens. Just like Pandora, her curiosity got the best of her. Of all these other trees she could pick from, she had to pick from the one that God said, do not take a bite of the apple or whatever the fruit was on that tree. God caught Adam and Eve, disobeying them, and the rest is history. Sin has entered into the world. War uh, 
and rumors of war. And whether we want to admit it or not, there is a lot of war. There's a, there's a bigger war going on in this world than the one we're fighting against ISIS or whoever. It's the war of good versus evil. Good being God, evil being what the devil represents. He's not some figure with a red suit holding a fork. I don't believe that. But he is uh, anything that represents bad and sin in this world. And there is this war going on. And we as good people and Christians must do everything we can to win this war. Has it always been? Sometimes we say, oh man, things are real bad right now. They've never, ever been this bad. They weren't bad like this back in the 50s. They weren't bad like it is today back in the 40s. Everything was uh, good or nice. Well, if you go read your history, that's not true. Might have been good in our little white suburbs, like I grew up in and like my children grew up in, but it wasn't that good in other places in this country and other places in this world. And we've always had this battle of good versus evil. Jesus himself acknowledged that there was a Satan. He went up into the desert right before his ministry uh, and he was tempted 40 days and 40 nights. But unlike us who would open that box or that jar, Jesus didn't. He was tempted in so many, so many ways. But being the perfect divine uh, son of God that he was, he endured through it. And thanks be uh, to God for that. Romans and Paul, I love Paul, it's hard sometimes, but Paul says it, Paul says it best about this issue in Romans 7. While we are living in the flesh, our sinful passions were at work in our members to bear fruit for death. He's talking to the church uh, in Rome and he's uh, written these wise words and he's talking about you know as long as you um, pay it uh, succumb to the things of the flesh living in the flesh our sinful passions will work in our members to bear fruit for death in other words there is death without Christ in this world now, I didn't really finish my story or myth about Pandora. There's a lot of writings. Uh, there's a lot of other endings to the story. But one is that um, she closed the jar so quickly. She was so frightened that she actually closed in something that would have saved the world. And that thing that she closed into that jar 
was the concept of hope. And without it, without it, I'm afraid that we would not be able to survive in this world. Pandora shut it up in that box. Someone said about hope, and I quote this, we can live 40 days without food, I don't think we want to, eight days without water, four minutes without air, and a much shorter time without hope. Hope, we know stories from uh, that we've read and seen in movies and seen on TV. Without hope, someone who was found alive drifting in a boat would not have made it. Uh, maybe hope for the Jews or anyone imprisoned. What kept them alive so many years was the concept, the fact that they had hope that they would get out and justice would be served. In our today's world, we hope that someone in our family will be reunited with us. We hope that someone in our family will uh, beat the curse of drugs throughout our community. I also did not finish my story of Adam and Eve. We kind of left it short, didn't we? Eve taking the bite and immediately the sins of the world released. But until a baby was born in a stable on a cold December night, this world had no chance of beating sin because Jesus' son came down to us incarnate, representing him to give us hope and to give us uh, peace in this world. This divine man was the hope of the world. This Jesus that lives through us today in his spirit. We can't reach out and touch him, but we believe in the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, however you want to say it. That triad. And Jesus in his spirit has left us uh, with him today. Now, we all have treasures in our little jars, our little boxes that we keep hidden from the world. Uh, it may be something that you worship. It may be parked in your garage. It may be your work. Or it may be uh, the fact that you are just not content in this world and looking for riches and not able to find peace. And if I ask you this morning, what's in your clay jar? That if you open it up, what would fly out? What would fly out? Is it something that you love uh, more than the love of Jesus Christ? I pray that if you open your jar in life, that what flies out is not what came out of Pandora's box. Bitterness and unforgiving heart, so much pride that we can't say, I was wrong, please forgive me, 
let us move on. I pray this morning that what Jesus taught lived and died for us and what is closed up in your jar. We just need to open the lid and let it out into the world. Let out the goodness into the world. And I'll lift up a part of our scripture this morning. But, and Paul, but we have this treasure in clay jars so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may be visible in our bodies. We cannot do this journey alone. It is too hard. And like maybe someone in your family, maybe friends going through a tough, tough battle with cancer or drug addiction, you reach out to help them, to help them go through this tough, tough situation, this tough, tough life. And we cannot fight this battle of evil alone. We need the presence of God and we need the Spirit of Jesus Christ, who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And whoever believes in me shall not perish, but have everlasting life. One day, Jesus said to his disciples a simple, simple phrase, that if we just listen to it, it will change our lives. He said this, disciples, where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. Where that thing is that you worship, there your heart will be. But your heart, he's saying, should be with God. That should be number one, over and above anything else. So this morning, let's open our jar and let the hope of Christ guide us to a more joyful life together. God did not promise us a life without trials by no means. Bad things will always happen to good people. We know it from firsthand experience, and some of these things we cannot explain. But if we walk with Jesus and resist the temptations and ask him to resist, help us resist the temptations of life, life will be much, much easier, richer and more fulfilling. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. It says here we got a modern affirmation. Is that on the screen? Good. Thank you. We are not alone. We live in God's world.
We believe in God, who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, and reconciled and made news, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God, we are all called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope. Life and death. Life beyond death. God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now we will uh, uh, collect our offerings, our tithes and our offerings.
defense my righteousness oh god how i need you please stand and sing with us Spirit 
will abound in you with hope and in love. Amen.